welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Happy New Year, everybody, here and watching online. We've said it a couple times in this service, but we're going to say it again, that today is a great day to give God some praise. Anybody believe it? Starting a brand new year to recognize his presence, first and foremost, that he is a good God, he is a gracious God, and the fact that you found yourself in church, or maybe watching online, you're in the right place, I believe it. And I want to welcome our online campus as well. We've also got our Faribault campus and our Minatrista campus watching right now. Can we welcome all three of those other campuses that are joining us here at Apple Valley? We love you. Welcome to church. And a huge welcome to all the visitors. Before I even jump in, uh, just in praying for this weekend, just believing that there might be somebody that's watching or here in this room right now that is, you came because you wanted this year to be different. And something stirred up on the inside, said, I didn't have much of God in my life in 2021, but I know that I need him in 2022. And just want you to know that today is the day where you get to meet Jesus. Today's the day where everything can change. If you'd open up your heart, God wants to meet you where you are at and change and save your life forever and ever and ever. We believe it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for giving church and giving God a try. I want to remind everybody also that next week, Pastor Rob's coming back for Vision weekend and you do not want to miss it it is a celebratory time what are we doing in 2022 as a church but also it's a time to look back at all God did in 2021 so don't miss next week excited about it today we're talking the first weekend of the year we're talking about how to start building how to start building Everybody here was created to build something, to make something, to do something, not just for yourself, not just for your family, but for the kingdom of God. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the book that we're going to, to to show us the template of how to start building is the book of Nehemiah. And maybe you know the story, maybe he's a a favorite Bible character of yours, or maybe this is brand new. We're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 1 in just a second, but let me give you some context. Nehemiah was called the builder. The builder. He rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem after they had been destroyed. Uh, He he, uh, rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. And you might think, oh, he went to some construction school or he was with the best construction company. He had all the skills. Nope. He was a cupbearer to a foreign king, the Persian king at the time, uh, the cupbearer, which is, you know, you know the show, the show Dirty Jobs? That is a dirty job being a cupbearer for the king because you had to drink all of the drinks before the king would to make sure that it wasn't poisonous. You talk about a tough job. Like kissing your wife, you know, like, hey, you know, today might, you know, I don't know, I love you. And it's a tough job. That's a dirty job. That's what he was doing, and God used this guy from being a cupbearer in a foreign land to come back to his home where God's people were in the city of Jerusalem and to be used to rebuild the city walls. Not just rebuilding the city walls, but bringing the people of God back together. They had been scattered. There was a remnant of people there, but the people got to come back when the walls had been rebuilt. A preacher said this, Nehemiah is a patriot's patriot. He's one of the best administrators on record in history. 
His accomplishment of bringing the prosperous economy out of debris and deficit has never been surpassed from a cupbearer to rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. God created every single person, including you, to build something for his kingdom and for his glory. Forget your skills and education and where you came from and the things you've done wrong. All of that is a part of the education that God can pull from and use. Even the bad things, God can turn it into good. He created you to build. Now, God doesn't, he doesn't just care about how we finish things. He doesn't just care about how you do the daily grind of the building, but God cares about how you start. The foundation of which a structure is built is critical to that structure staying up. And so God doesn't care just about how you finish. He cares about how you start. We learn in Nehemiah chapter 1, I'm going to use that, his prayer that he prays as he gets the vision of what God could use him to build. We're going to use that as a, a template and how we should start, starting right, starting strong, starting the right way. And on the first weekend of 2022, let's start the right way and let's start strong. Nehemiah chapter one, everybody there? Everybody feel good? Starting verse three, let's, see, let's read this. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. Now again, Nehemiah is in a foreign land serving the Persian king and he's receiving word. He's receiving uh, news that in Jerusalem, his home, there was few people there, but there was a remnant there, but they are in great trouble and they are in shame because of this. The wall of Jerusalem is still broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Even I and my father's house have sinned. We've acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. They are your servants and your people. Talking about the people of Israel, his, his nationality, his nation, his people. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayers of your servants who delight to fear your name. And give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. This man is the king. Now I was cupbearer to the king. I love how he ends that prayer. You know, ends the prayer, God, keep me alive. Don't let me die. And uh, just a reminder, I'm just a cupbearer. Help me. What's he about to do? He caught a vision. After hearing this terrible news, he caught a vision that God could use him to rebuild the walls. He's praying this prayer. And this is the template of how to start building. Before you do anything, let's start right. And, and he says, God, God keep, me, keep me alive. I'm about to go request 
the king, just as a cupbearer, can I get the king's permission to leave my post, to leave my job, to go and to start rebuilding these walls? It's an incredible story, an incredible journey, and a lot to learn in how to start building from Nehemiah. The title of this message is uh, really two parts. First uh, is how to start building, but the second is really looking at Nehemiah's prayer, the prayer of Nehemiah. Let's pray as we continue. Lord, we thank you for these moments together in your house on weekend number one of 2022. And we thank you for bringing us into a new year. We got air in our lungs. We are alive and we thank you for every breath that we have. Let us never take any moment for granted. Be with us as we learn from your words, speak to each and every heart, change our lives from the inside out. I pray that whatever we're getting a vision for, whatever you've created us to build for your kingdom, Lord, I pray that we would build on strong foundation, that we would start the right way. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Maybe you uh, uh, know people like this, um, but there are, there are starters and there are finishers. And I heard a couple chuckles over here. Um, some people love starting things, and some people uh, don't necessarily like the starters because they're the finishers. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it done. Nobody else is getting it done. I'm getting it done. I'm the only one out here finishing this thing. I'm a finisher. Raise your hand in here or anybody at another campus. Raise your hand if you're a, a starter. You love just getting, let's just start something. Let's just start something brand new. Put your hands down. Bunch of starters in here. Raise your hand if you're a finisher. I'm, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to, yep, yep. I'm going the extra, I'm going the extra mile. I'm going, going from 95%. I'm getting this thing finished. Praise God. Well, there is a ton of teaching, a ton of uh Stories in the Bible, things that we can learn from in how to finish well. And thank God that we can get in the kingdom of heaven by the skin of our teeth. I think that's a saying. Meaning you could live your entire life far from God, not knowing him. But in your last breath, if you call out to him to save your life, to forgive you of your sin, to come into your life, to be the Lord and Savior. In your last breath, you get in to all eternity. Isn't that amazing? God allows us to be able to finish well, even if we didn't start well. But that doesn't mean let's just live our whole life doing whatever we want. And so this teaching is for those that have a vision or are asking God for a vision. I want to build something. I want to, I want to do something. I want to make something. I want, I, want to, I want to be used by God in a powerful way. How do I start? Where do I start? How do I do this? I want you to know that if you couldn't guess, I'm a starter. I've uh, started a lot of different projects that have yet to be completed. And um, I was going to use some time to confess. I'll just say real quickly, there's, there's multiple, uh, you know, multiple times I thought I was going to become a millionaire through multi-level marketing. And uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you're still living that dream, trying to, trying to get there. Uh, didn't happen. It's Okay. There's one time I bought some camera equipment because I was going to become the best documenter of our family, and, uh, it, and I used it once. <laughs> Difficult lugging around that camera gear. Uh, this last spring, I bought a tiller, and I'm uh, going to till up you know, my, my whole backyard. I was going to till up the whole backyard and become a gardener. You know, urban gardening is a thing. 
get some fruit trees out there. Everybody's doing it. And uh, didn't use it one time. Like I, I, I should say, I did, I did a practice run, but it, it, I just made sure it worked. Oh, it works. Perfect. Next time I go out, I'm going to do it. Never did it. I'm a starter, but uh, I love starting things, but I didn't always start those projects the right way because they never got done. When you start the right way, you're more likely to get something done. And Nehemiah started the right way, which I believe is how he got it done in 52 days. There's a lot of sermons about how they held in one hand a shovel and another hand a sword. There's a lot of sermons about how he finished and reinstated the Feast of Tabernacles and, and became this amazing leader for the people of God. But this, this moment, this is not about the middle. This is not about the end. This is about the start. And you might be here saying, I had a dream at one point, but I feel like it's, it's dead. And we're just going to preach through what we read earlier. It said there was a remnant in Jerusalem. And you might be here saying, I had a dream, but I think it's dead. And I want to remind you of God's power. If God spoke it, he can bring it to completion. No matter what you think, one apple seed can create a thousand orchards. But the seed has to be dead first. And so what you think may be dead, God wants to revive in 2022. Think about Samson, the dream that he had to be man of God, judge. He lost it in a moment of weakness. Thought it was dead. The dream's dead. My hair's cut off. I've lost my strength, if you know the story. Judges 16, 22. Here's an encouraging voice, or verse for you. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. And his strength started to return. And he was used in his final moments for the glory of God. Jesus, in Luke chapter 24, Again, not that he thought it was over, but plenty of people thought it was over. Luke 24, 1 and 2. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. You thought it was over? It's not over. Jesus is our resurrected Savior. Think about Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. They've got this dream, planting churches, expanding the kingdom of God, and they didn't think it was over, but people that are looking like, finally, we got them. We got them trapped. Acts chapter 16, 25 and 26. About midnight, they're in prison. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Are you here saying, I had a dream. I was given a word from the Lord or I had my parents speak into my life or I, I had a vision of what I could maybe do for the kingdom of God or I, I, maybe, maybe it's even last year. You had an idea, but because of life and because of negative self-talk and because of whatever discouragement there is, you, you, you're almost thinking, man, the dream is dying. The, there's there's just no way, there's no way it could happen. But God works in the no way. You think there's no way the dream could happen. I'm trying to stir something up, maybe down at Faribault. I'm trying to stir up somebody's dream that you feel like it's dying and God wants to resurrect it. God wants to lift it up. God wants to use you in powerful ways for his kingdom. Believe it. And even right now, hearing that, you're just thinking, man, not me. I, I don't have, I, I don't, I, I don't have the, I, 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 I'm just, I wasn't, I wasn't positioned right. I, I, I wasn't raising the right, I, and you're make, making excuses. Listen, by the, let's go into a brand new year. Believe in the power of God. He is able to do it. So what are you dreaming about? What has God put on your heart as a kid, a teenager, last year, whatever it is, saying he, he can resurrect it. He can bring it to life. He can use it. Nehemiah is going, I'm a cupbearer, 
but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. If he can do it for Nehemiah, he can do it for you. So I wanted, before we even get into how to start, if you thought your dream was dead, get ready. You might be here before, again, we, we're not even into his prayer yet, saying, well, how do I find something to build? How do I, like, I, I don't have the dream or I don't have the vision. I don't, I don't really know, like, what, what could God do through me? I just don't, don't even know. I'm, 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 I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I'm, I want to be used by him, but I don't really know. And we read, as soon as Nehemiah heard the news about the walls of Jerusalem, they, they were still destroyed. They had still been falling down. Nobody had rebuilt them. It says he sat down and wept and mourned for days. What are the things, as soon as you hear them, cut to the deepest part of you, affect you in a deep way, where Nehemiah is mourning and grieving and fasting and praying for days. And by the time he gets to the king, it's four months later. He's so deeply affected by this news and God gives him a vision in that. Andy Stanley says this, when Nehemiah's heart was broken, he paid attention to his broken heart. What breaks your heart? What affects you to your core? What you, like when you hear of something or you hear of this news or when you hear a story about somebody and it affects you in a deep way, it might be that God created you to be the solution. God created you to step in and say, hey, pay attention to your broken heart. I've made you to help solve this problem. He wants to use you. Nehemiah's heart's broken, that the walls have been falling down and that the people of God are scattered and God uses them to rebuild and to bring the people of God back together. For me, here's some just quick things. When I think about my life, I was raised a pastor's kid. Things that really affect me and that I think about often, pastor's kids that are cynical about the church, it really bothers me. So I, I and that had, a, that had a tough upbringing. That was not my experience. And so I'm passionate about seeing pastor's kid, every single one of them. When I find out somebody was a pastor's kid, a preacher's kid, a missionary kid, a deacon kid, it affects me deeply. I want to see all of them make it to heaven. That, that's for me. Now, you might not lose sleep over that, but for me, I want to see every pastor's kid that maybe had a bad experience or cynical on the church or whatever, whatever it is, I want to see God transform their life and touch them again. Like maybe he did when they were kids. What affects me deeply is lost people not having a clear picture of the love and the grace and the mercy of God. They think they know God, but they don't. It affects me deeply. So I'm here in ministry, and I'm a pastor. It's not about preaching. Every, every single day, helping pastor people. I, I love getting in situations, helping people see who God actually is. Something that bothers me deeply, and I get to help solve this as a dad, is the extended adolescence of the next generation. And seeing boys stay boys for a long time. Or girls stay girls for a long time. And longer and longer and longer. Rather than boys becoming men and girls becoming women. And so as a father, I get to affect four little children. And as a pastor into the next generation, helping. How can I help see these kids grow up into men and women of God? That's me. But what's the vision that you have? What affects you deeply? That's how you can pay attention to your broken heart. That's how you can be used by God in a powerful way. That's all I'll say on that. I had a lot more, but we're running way out of time. So Nehemiah, he gets this vision, and maybe you're starting to connect the dots on what he would have you build, what God would have you build 
in your lifetime for his glory. What does he do first? He seeks first the kingdom of God. Seeks first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What are the things? That, that scripture in Matthew is talking about the birds and the flowers. If the birds are taken care of and they've got what they need to eat and they've got their nests and they're alive and if the flowers are dressed and clothed beautifully, more beautifully than any clothes you could ever wear because God designed them, if the birds are taken care of, if the flowers are taken care of, you will be taken care of. So seek first the kingdom of God. Rather than Nehemiah panicking like, oh, if I'm going to rebuild the walls, I need the provision and I need the people and I need a skill and I, I've never done this. All I do is take a sip of a drink and I hope I don't die. That's my life. But how, and he doesn't go into problem solving mode. He seeks first the kingdom of God by prayer and fasting. I want to remind everybody in our church that we've got 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up. What a great way to start if God's got, given you a vision to build something is join in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Fasting, is depriving yourself of food or drink, saying, hey, I'm giving up what my flesh wants because I need and I want more what is in my spirit. I, I need my spirit to be filled up. I want God, you to fill up the innermost part of my being more than the flesh. And I'm gonna use all of that time that I would normally use eating, and I'm gonna use that time seeking first the kingdom of God. We see that Nehemiah denies his body food for days to pray and seek the Lord. Fasting is going without food for a period of time to focus on prayer. It's not dieting. I love that it says fasting and praying before God of heaven. That's the scripture that we read. He's not fasting and praying before the scale that he stands on. It's not dieting. Fasting before the Lord, seeking first the kingdom of God. Jesus affirmed that this is a practice that we should do. Matthew 6, 16 and 18 says, when you fast, Jesus talking, when you fast, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, their fasting, uh, so their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they receive, they've received their reward. Again, he says, but when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. So we don't walk around the 21 days of fasting going like, ah, oh, I'm really doing it. I'm, I'm really doing it. I'm, only not, I, I'm not only not eating. I'm burning a thousand calories on top of that. This is what I, because I'm so spiritual. We don't walk around doing that. We do this as unto the Lord. We do this before the Lord. This is not a competition of who can fast the best. You fast and seek God. We've got a worship night during the prayer and fasting. Pastor Rob's gonna lay out the plan for our entire church on corporate fasts using Wednesdays. Um, he'll lay that out next week. But he seeks first the kingdom of God. Finally, we're there. Finally, we're there. You're, you're saying, hey, I've got dreams and I'm believing they're not dead. Or I understand now I'm paying attention to my broken heart. I'm starting to get a vision of how I could be used. Finally, we're there. So how do we start building? How should we start? And let's use Nehemiah's prayer as the template. First thing he says, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God. Point number one, acknowledge Acknowledge the greatness of God. Acknowledge the greatness of God. The thing that he's made you to build is not about you being awesome. It's about his awesomeness, his greatness, his surpassing glory, his surpassing power. Jeremiah 32, 17. Our Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you, the old song. Nothing's too difficult for you. 
the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be thy name. Just an encouragement to you when you think about what you're going to go build before you think about how awesome you are, the skills that you have. Make big how, how, how awesome God is. I just wrote this down in my study. Look at an anthill, then look at the Grand Canyon. Look at the depths of the ocean, then look at the stars in the sky. Think about the fraction of a second you're in, and now this one, and now this one, and now this one. And think about the years you've already lived and the years you've got left on this planet. Think about the beginning creation where the spirit was hovering. And think about eternity where we get to spend with the presence of God. That's the greatness of God. The greatness of God. He created you to build. Think about his greatness. I love that Nehemiah goes there first. God, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. Number two, acknowledge not just the greatness, but the faithfulness of God. We're going to move quick. Acknowledge the faithfulness of God. Nehemiah said, it's, you're the God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Second Thessalonians 3, 1 through 3. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. That we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not all have faith. But the Lord, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. He will establish you and he will guard you. You got weak knees going towards the thing that God's created you to build. You get a little nervous. Nehemiah would have been nervous. The Lord will establish you. He's going to set you up. He's going to set it up. And he will guard you against the evil one. Nehemiah asks the king, can I go rebuild the walls? The king says, yes. Nehemiah asks another question. All of this could have gotten him killed in the moment, on the spot, could have gotten him killed. Because the same kill, the same king had already rejected somebody else's uh, request. We see it in the book of Ezra. The same king already rejected it. And then Nehemiah goes and says, hey, can, we, can I do this? King says, yes. And then he asks another question saying, can I get all the resources for free to do it? King says, yep, no problem. The Lord will establish you. Now, when they're rebuilding, enemies start coming. And that's where we reference. They've got shovels in one hand and swords in the other. That's how they rebuilt in 52 days. They're, they're, they're distracted from building, yet it's record time. The Lord will guard you. The Lord will establish you. The Lord will guard you. As you get ready to build, be reminded, not just of God's greatness, but of his faithfulness. He will establish you and he will guard you. Number three, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. Nehemiah said, hear the prayer of your servant. Not hear, hear the prayer of the mighty cupbearer of King Artaxerxes. No, hear the prayer of your servant. He's positioning himself. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. As you, go to, as you seek first the kingdom of God, of what he's created you to build, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. James 4, 6 through 8. But he gives more grace Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Number four, confess your sin to the Lord. I love this. Before, before he prays the, the last point, which we're going to get to, before he's like, God, don't let me die which is a good part of the prayer. We're going to get there. He, he confesses his sin to the Lord. This is, I, this is fascinating. 
as he's getting ready, like this, you would never do this in a pitch meeting. Like if you're trying to sell something or you're trying to pitch something to your boss, you would never do this in a pitch meeting, but Nehemiah does this. And this is how to start building for the kingdom of God. Nehemiah says, even I and my father's house have sinned. We've acted very corruptly against you and we've not kept the commandments, the statutes and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. This is, this is part of humbling yourself saying, listen, I know that I'm not the perfect template to go do this, but God, if you would use me, if you would use me, if you would use me, and you wanna know what? God loves that. He loves that, that you are humbling yourself and saying, listen, I don't have what it takes, God. I realize that. I have failed time and time and time again, but God, if you would use me, I will do it. God says, you're the guy, let's do this. This is how to start building. Number five, there's only six of them, last two. There were people connected. Where, what was he thinking about? Was he thinking about himself? There were people connected to this mission and vision. He's saying they, the people of Israel, God, this nation, the nation that I'm a part of, this nation, they're your servants. They're your people who you've redeemed by your great power. And when you're building something for his kingdom, it's always gonna have people connected to it. It's not just about you. It's gonna have people connected to it. Whatever it is that you're gonna build, whether it's building yourself, whether it's building into your children, whether it's building your marriage, whether it's building your business, whether it's building your theology and your doctrine to be used, whatever it is you're building, there's gonna be people on the other side of that vision and that dream. How to start, if, we're already off if what we wanna build is just all about me, me, me. It's gonna have people attached to it. First Timothy 5.8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for righteousness. I put those two in just to let you know, mom and dad, not just for the parents either, but for the spiritual parents, the people that you're gonna pour into, life is not about you. God cares about you. He wants to use you, but he wants to use you to care for others. And it is a godly thing to care for your children and your children's children. It's a godly thing to care about your family and to prepare for them and to lay up for them and to set them up well. It's a godly thing. It's permission from God, praise God. Last one and we're done. Nehemiah, he acknowledges the greatness of God, the faithfulness of God. He humbles himself in the sight of the Lord. He confesses his sin before God and he's got the right motive. People are connected. The whole nation of Israel is connected to this vision. And then he finally prays, God, don't let me die. And that's an okay part of the prayer. God, don't let me die. But I believe Nehemiah had the heart that even if he was gonna die in that moment of asking the king, he was doing it no matter what. He did it. He went and asked him. He said, give me success. Give me success. Grant me mercy in the sight of this king. I'm just a cupbearer. And you might, you might be thinking, listen, I'm, I'm nobody special. I, I, really, I, I don't, I feel like I just don't have what it takes. I just, whatever the excuse is, 
God can do it. God can do it. This message, the first week of the year, is just hopefully to inspire something from God in your life that says, listen, you think it's impossible? We serve the God of the impossible. You think it's dead? We serve the God who resurrects the dead things. You think you're not skilled enough? We serve the God who let a cupbearer become the rebuilder to become the oversight leader of the nation of Israel. He can do it in your life. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for these moments in your presence, for speaking to us the first weekend of 2022. And Lord, I pray that vision beyond what has ever been imagined would be sparked in people's hearts. What they've ever thought possible you could do in them, I pray that they would see it and believe it to be possible. I pray that you would resurrect some things that were dying. That you would breathe new life into it. I pray that we would start building and restart building. Nehemiah was rebuilding these walls. I pray that we would restart on this weekend. Restart the right way with the right foundation so that we can finish well. I pray that we would acknowledge the greatness, the faithfulness. We would humble ourselves. We would position ourselves as your servants. And we'd have people, we'd have souls on the other side of this vision. Let 2022 be the building year for so many. Where we got a vision and we went after it, but we went after it the right way. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.